Zero. Robertson spots for a three. It's good! Taylor Robertson with her fifth three-pointer, and she breaks the Big 12 career record for made threes. Left side to Tucker, dribbles right into the lane, out to Van, wide open three from the wing is good for Skyler Van, and the Sooners have their first lead. What a game for Skyler Van. Still with the dribble. Right side now to Lewis. She'll try to drive on Tucker. Drives right. Passer goes in. Shot blocked by Van. Loose ball to Tot. She's tripped up and fouled. What a game for Skyler Van on both ends of the floor. What a win last night for the Sooner women. Knock off Baylor 83-77. Toby and TJ back with you Thursday, January 13th. T-Row in the morning show here on The Ref, the home of Sooner fans, brought to you every day by Extreme Outdoor equipment i want to get back to the lincoln conversation uh but it is time first tj for our pet of the week pet of the week is back pet of the week is uh brought to you as always by you've got to have a stairmaster to have a good workout tj who brings us this week's pet of the week <laughs> you gotta have a stairmaster to have a good workout yeah. No, that's not true. Dr. Otto and University Animal Hospital, as well as OK Canine Corral, your doggy daycare resort. Uh, take your dog there for uh, grooming, a play date, whatever it may be. Two locations here in Norman. Our pet of the week is Chuck. <laughs> Chuck is a lab retriever mix. <laughs> Here's what it says. Lab retriever mix male neutered blonde. <laughs> He's 59. <laughs> He's 59 pounds. Uh, I would say, looking at him, more white than blonde, but uh, perhaps the uh, lighting's uh, different. But Chuck is a showman. Yeah. They told Chuck, you're going to have the opportunity to be showcased on Pet of the Week on the ref. We need you to live up to... uh, to your spunky attitude, and that's what he did. And there's one where he's on his back legs uh, jumping into the air. It looks like maybe about to catch a ball. The ball is not visual in the picture. Uh, another that he's just smiling with the tongue out. And then another kind of serious, sexy, smoldering look that we've got on the third picture here. So Chuck went through quite the photo shoot here for uh, his appearance on Pet of the Week. And he is a good-looking dog. Lab mix, about 59 pounds. Doesn't say his age, and it's kind of hard to tell with his coloring because you can't see if there's any, like, graying of the muzzle or anything. But looks young with the way he's uh, standing on the back legs in the one picture and jumping into the air. Athletic. 
Yeah. Very athletic. I would say, you know, two, three years old, something like that. He's definitely not a puppy, but I would say still really young. Uh, Chuck looks like a he's a great looking dog. A uh, blonde lab mix. I appreciate the entire photo shoot we got at Chuck. Yes. Usually it's one picture like with a leash on uh, at a desk or something like that. They took Chuck out in the backyard and said, uh, let's do a whole photo shoot, buddy. And uh, we got an action shot, like you said, up on his hind legs. Looks like he's waiting for a frisbee or a ball to come down. Um, a couple where he's just being a good boy and smiling at the camera. Looks playful. Looks fun. Looks, looks like a fun dog. Uh, probably got some energy, but also will pass out in front of the fireplace. Yes. Yeah. All right. So folks want to, uh, adopt Chuck. What do they do? They can go, uh, call Norman Animal Shelter, set up a time to go see Chuck or the other available animals. It's right here off of Jenkins Avenue in Norman, 405-292-9736. If you're around the state listening on one of the affiliates, you can go to, you can go to adoptapet.com. Enter your zip code. It'll bring up all the animals available at shelters near you. And uh, you can give a uh, dog, that cat, whatever you're looking for, a uh, wonderful home. Thanks to uh, Dr. Otto, University Animal Hospital, and OK Canine Corral. Go check out thank Chuck. Thank you, Dr. Otto. Yes, thank yeah. you, Dr. Otto. I like the name, too. It's a good name for a dog, Chuck. All right, let me uh, react to a few things that have been said over the last hour or so. Just some thoughts. Uh, Sean called in and other people texted in, things like that. A lot of talk about Lincoln today and whether he'll have success or not out in uh, California. Reasonable minds can and are disagreeing today. Um, Let me just say this, TJ. I don't think USC is a threat to Oklahoma. I think what Oklahoma has done, what Joe Castiglione did in getting Brent Venables, and the, the staff Brent Venables has put together since being hired, is tremendous is maybe the best coaching i don't i don't even know how to compare coaching staffs it's the best coaching staff we've had in a while i think the united i think the nation is sleeping on ou and they don't realize what a great hire brent venables was and he is sneaky assembling a coaching staff that the rest of the country doesn't understand. Isn't like, that surprising, OU, though, with the preseason polls? Like, he's a known commodity. No. I mean, well, he's a known commodity as a as a coordinator, but he's yes, unproven yes. as a head oh, coach. I get that. And, and I get also, that. all of the headlines have been this guy's leaving OU. This guy's leaving OU. So I get it. Those preseason polls are stupid, TJ. I mean, you know how much thought. Well, I they're even really mind. worthless in today's world when, when you've got the portal and have so many guys still yeah. sitting in it and you have no idea how rosters yeah. are constructed right now. Yeah. So I think they're sleeping on what Oklahoma's got and what they're about to build here. And Oklahoma's about to contend for national championships. Again, about to contend and I think probably win national championships with the move into the SEC and things like that. So uh, we're, uh, we are not having that discussion. I'm not, anyway. Having the discussion, is Lincoln Riley and USC about to be better than Oklahoma? No. That, they're they're going to be at a level below Oklahoma. That's not the conversation I'm having here. I think Oklahoma has hired up at head coach and at coaching staff. They're going to recruit better. They're going to be better defensively. They got Jerry Schmidt back. They're going to be tougher. They're going to run the ball. They're going to play better defense. 
everything about Oklahoma football is about to be better than it was the last few years, which is saying a lot because they've been about the fourth or fifth best program in America the last four or five years. Um, Okay, next thing. I don't love the culture problem insinuation. That's why I asked for a little further explanation there from Sean. If you're saying strength and conditioning needs to be better or whatever, okay, I can get behind that. When you say there was a culture problem, that goes into kind of maybe insinuating something about some of the student-athletes to me. And that's where I draw the line here in um, if you want to rip on Lincoln Riley, you got to stop short with me anyway when it comes to what kind of players and people have been in this program the last five years. Have there been some bad seeds? Sure. But there has also been Baker Mayfield and Samaj P. Ryan and Mark Andrews and Orlando Brown and Obo Okoronkwo and Rodney Anderson and Cody Ford and Kenneth Murray, Jeremiah Hall, Caleb Kelly, Neville Gallimore, Creed Humphrey, Drake Stoops, Isaiah Thomas, Pat Fields. I mean, I could go on and on. Just fantastic human beings. Really good football players. Really great people. So, I... There's the blanket throwing out if there's been a culture problem. I'm going to need you to kind of drill down on that a little bit and define that because there have been incidents. There have always been incidents, though. I mean, there was incidents in the Bob Stoops era. There was incidents in the Barry Switzer era. There's incidents in every – but there have been some really great football players, high draft picks, and people in the Oklahoma football program the last five years. So if you want to rip on Lincoln, that's one thing with me, but I, you, can't, you can't just blanket say Oklahoma football has stunk. Does that make sense, TJ? Yes. I'm not saying you're doing that. Right. I'm just saying it is being done out there some. Oklahoma football's been soft, and Oklahoma football has stunk the last five years. Yeah, I mean, now you're being a bit emotional. Because I just rattled off a whole bunch of people off the top of my head that were great football players and great human beings. Um, I guess the bottom line is for me, my prediction would be, and again, TJ, we are firmly on record. I am firmly on record as being the worst prognosticator in all of Oklahoma sports radio. Okay, And I'm proud of that fact. You should pay no attention to any of my opinions or predictions because I'm the worst. But I'm going to give a prediction anyway. Great. He's putting USC in his preseason poll at six again, people. Hold on. It was seven last year. Okay, Seven, sorry. I think USC will be better under Lincoln Riley than they were under Clay Helton. And don't think that's a crazy. That's prediction. not. A, that's not a. Uh, that's not a crazy prediction. No, it's not a. It's not I hard think, to get to that point. I think they will be better, and I think they will contend for and win Pac-12 championships. 
Might be wrong. I'm not putting them in OU's class. Clay Helton even did that. Yeah. I'm not putting them in OU's class. I'm not saying they're going to be in the national title hunt. I think they'll be better. I think they'll contend for Pac-12 championships. So, there you go. All right. I just wish well you would said, get DJ. emotional. I just wish you would get emotional like some of us do sometimes. Get all up in your feels. Quit being so logical all the time. Admit that there was a culture problem, that guys were belling on workouts, that weren't being held accountable, that there was some academic problems. Uh, come on. Get with us. Yeah. I, just, I, I mean, maybe. I have no idea. What do I know about any of that stuff? Maybe. I mean, I I have no idea about any of that stuff. Is that what's being said on message boards and thing, all that kind of stuff? That's I mean, what sources are telling me. I don't go if, on message if, boards. If that's the case and all that kind of I, – I don't know. The the uh, I have no idea when it comes to – I'm p- completely ignorant when it comes to the whole strength and conditioning thing. I, I can do nothing but trust Teddy and Gabe, really, honestly, as far as the way we used to work out is better than the way they currently worked out. I have no, look at me, TJ, okay? I have no idea. I don't know the difference. <laughs> I do chuckle at some things because the conversation makes me laugh when they get into the – like I heard them yesterday making fun of USC working with, with kettle weights. I don't know what's funny about kettle weights. What's funny about kettle weights? Do real men not use kettle weights? I know I don't use kettle weights. Hold what's on, funny hold on. about that? No, no, no. I can totally see Teddy Lehman using kettle weights. I have no idea. I mean, they were like laughing about they were doing. He wears Lululemon to the soft, gym. How soft they were using kettle weights. All I ever like the one one of the things I hear them talking about Schmitty is the stairmaster. That's why I brought that up. They're always like. Oh, they don't want to get on the stairmaster. Schmitty makes you get on the stairmaster. They don't have to get on like stairmaster. That's not like the toughest thing in the world. Like what stairmaster? Like that's at the YMCA. I'm not saying a stairmaster is not hard. I'm just saying that does, that doesn't sound like the most intimidating thing. Now we got a strength coach that's uh, going to make him get on the stairmaster. Schmitty's getting rid of the P90X program, putting in some real workouts. <laughs> so I have no idea what a proper football workout should be and is and whether we were doing it or weren't doing it. I have no clue. So if Teddy and Gabe and everybody else say it was better under Schmitty, then I believe you, I guess. It was better under Schmitty. There is a part of me that thinks, wasn't it always better the way we used to do it, TJ? And I mean, that's kind of just always the case, right? Like if I got together uh, – a bunch of Sooners who played in the 50s, they would say, these these kids these days. We didn't no even idea. wear helmets back in the day. We used to go out and have to pick up cows and carry them across the field, and that was a real workout. <laughs> That's the only weight we could find in Oklahoma, That's lifting right. cattle. And then, you know, 20 years from now, they, the people who whatever went. So I don't know. I, I assume they're right. We weren't working out correctly, and now we're going to be working out better. So I'm happy about that. All right, break time. Back after this.
Make the right call for OU coverage in the Sooner State. Lock it on the Ref Sports Radio Network, your home for Sooner fans. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show brought to you by RK Black, your office management leader with the best products from Sharp and Rico. 405-321-5900 in Norman, 943-9800 in OKC or rkblack.com. RK Black and Sharp, official provider of the Oklahoma City Thunder. Air Comfort Solutions text line. Can you talk about where the losses will be next year for USC? Seems to be a really easy schedule. I told you went over uh, some of that earlier, at least the beginning part of their schedule. Um, I would say they had a pretty easy schedule if you look at it this past season as well in comparison to uh, some people. So uh, Rice, probably a win at Stanford. Mm. I'll be coin flip right now. Fresno State at home, loss. At Oregon State, loss. Arizona State at home, loss. Washington State at home, loss. At Utah, loss. They get a bye on October 22nd, then have to go to Arizona. I've given them a lot of losses there. I'm going to say somehow they bounce back after a bye week. I don't know how in that environment at Arizona, but they beat the Wildcats. Uh, give them that one. Uh, California win. Colorado win. At UCLA loss. Against Notre Dame loss. I mean, may not be as good as what I even thought they were going to be. Just you terrible. you got four wins with the Stanford coin flip. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. About go. right where yeah. I was there at. Go, Five, six wins. Uh, this one says, uh, he never developed his recruits. Um, I would agree. I would say that the, um, it was disappointing in that category in several circumstances, especially with some of the five stars that didn't seem to play to the five-star level when they got here. Um, so to that extent, I would say accurate. There are a bunch of guys, though, that did get better from when they got here until they went into the NFL. So, I mean, I don't know who you're giving him credit for and who you're not giving him credit for, but the Mark Andrews's and Cody Ford's and Kenneth Murray's and uh, Jeremiah Hall's and Creed Humphreys. I mean, there's, a, you know, Isaiah Thomas. I, mean, I don't know. Isaiah Thomas was a, some, was a nobody and then became a really good player. I don't know if that credit goes to Alex Grinch or if it goes, you know. So, but the premise of the text, I think as it applies to five stars, in general, the, the highest-rated recruits that were brought in for, struggled to live up to the excitement of their arrival. So, some truth to that. Wiley knows how to train. It's accountability, is what this texter says. Um, no idea what that means, but I'm going to believe you, texter. I don't know. Is there an accountability circle? Does, Der- does Jerry Schmidt have accountability circles that you have to... Uh, I did hear one thing that they did at Clemson. Uh, maybe it was Gabe that told me this. Or maybe he got it from Turnip Seed. I can't remember. <laughs> Somebody was telling me, and I like this, <laughs> that they had a draft where you had like your four team captains or your four, four captains of, of the 
summer or whatever. Right. And those guys drafted the rest of the team onto their workout crew. I don't know how to say this properly. Uh, tell me if I'm making any sense or not. So, and so there would be four four different – the team would groups. be broken down in four different groups. Right. And it was a draft. And then that person and, was responsible for their group? Well, if somebody was late for a workout or failed to make a time or whatever the case may be, did not live up to the expectation, the entire group, their entire group got punished for it, which led to peers holding peers accountable. Does that make sense? Yes. And it was also an early indication as to who who the red flags, who you should consider. Because if you just went by who was getting drafted at the end, it's a pretty good indication as to who the teammates feel like is unreliable, you know? Like, I don't want that guy on my team. He, I can't trust him to not get us all in trouble. So it was a pretty good indicator as to who the teammates felt like was mm-hmm. uh, five star, you know, but somebody. he's getting drafted last in the group picks. Yeah, it didn't yeah. have anything to do with how fast you are or anything like that. It's like you just—it's an accountability thing. So that's something they did at Clemson, but I have no idea what kind of accountability Benny Wiley had or Jerry Schmidt has or anything like that. Uh, a lot of people verifying they believe that the term was the one that I said. So I think that's... The B? Yeah. I think you had the right B? I had the right B, I think. So okay. at least that's what I'm being told by some text here. Uh, also on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, if Dart were to come to OU, do you think he and Gabriel could or would uh, be used as a dual QB role in games or as Levy a coach that will only use one QB and stick with him until there maybe has to be a change made? I mean, his history has been to use one guy. I was going to say, what I know of him, yes, that's the case. Mm-hmm. I, I would think somebody would win the job. I think they would battle it out. Somebody would win the job, and that guy would be the starting quarterback. That would be my guess. Come on, Toby. Join our angry mule shoe mob. It's from Michigan Sooner. Yeah. You guys seem to have it covered. We got it pretty good. Uh, it seems like you're not hurting for numbers. So. <laughs> I've ran out of T-shirts. Uh, yeah. I'm going to have to order some yeah. more. The Mule Shoe Mob. Uh, Tyler, uh, you're on vacation, I think, but uh, we'll get a Mule Shoe Mob T-shirt going. Uh, Toby really stepping out on a limb with his USC will be better under Tebow than Clay Helton take. Let me guess, his lock of the week is the sun will come up tomorrow. There you go. I like that prediction. <laughs> I like that. I like it. I'm, I'm well. I'm not predicting they win national championships. That's what I'm telling you. Some of you feel like, and you're one of them, that they're going to win four or five games a year, and he's going to get fired within four years. I don't think that's going to happen, man. I think he's going to go out there and look. One of these win. days, you're going to be right about your USC predictions. We just haven't seen it yet. We just haven't seen it yet. Excellent point you make. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't too long ago, uh, Grinch mentioned some of us just don't like to practice. We wondered what was going on then, plus many mentioned something 
They got that in quotes. Not quite right with the team. Didn't know what was going on with the team. Would that, wouldn't that reflect the culture? Yes. No, I would agree with that. And some of the comments Grinch made throughout the season kind of trended that way, that maybe some guys didn't work to the level that he thought they should be working or prepare. Yeah. Hard for me to tell in those situations. You're probably right, Texter. I mean, the number of times that, like, I'm, I would guess Porter Moser has or will come out at some point after a loss this year and say, we didn't have a very good week of practice. We got to be a better practice team, you know. I mean, I, I, that's just kind of something a coach says a lot. But um, yeah, there was something off with this team all year. That's undeniable. They had some really great moments, and they had some really head scratching moments. And you're and they never lived up to what we thought they were going to be all season long. So whether we blame that on a culture, whether we blame that on a foot being out the door, whether we chalk it up as, well, it was just one of those years where it didn't click, whatever, it, that's accurate. There was something off. I don't know exactly. Maybe it was strength and conditioning. Maybe it was too many kettlebells. Maybe it was, uh, you know, wrong dietitian. Maybe uh, it was... Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know what to blame it on. Last one here uh, that I'll read on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. This is true. Jay Reed from Medill wanting us to know Tebow showed up in the Urban Dictionary yesterday. Look it up. I was actually sent a screenshot of that yesterday when it did show up in the Urban Dictionary wow. with the meaning and Lincoln being mentioned, and I, I had a hearty laugh at that. So Same uh, same understanding that you have? Yes. That's what the Urban Dictionary yes. gave it? Uh-huh. Okay. Yep, right. yep. I guess way to go, Sooner Nation, I guess. Is that what I'm supposed to say there, TJ? I'm standing. You got a new uh, word standing. in the Urban Dictionary? Way to go. <laughs> uh, 8.33. We'll be back. The Ref. Network Studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, tornado. We can help. Call 405-735-5510. Let's take a quick phone call, and then i got another question for you. Cheesehead just called it in from the great state of Iowa this morning. Good morning, Cheese. Hey, what it Cheesehead. do, my brother? Hey, what it do? Hey, listen, uh, I've, been hung, I've, I've been trying to call about, I'm a little, uh, little bit under the weather here, but I tried to call in like the last week. Are you guys running like your carrier through cricket? Because I've been hung up on like, I don't know, four or five times What are you already? talking about? All right, coach, but you ain't listening, baby. I called several times and you hung up on you just hung up on me. This is just flat out lie. That is not true. All right. Well, now you want to be hung say. up on, see ya. Wow. How about that? He kinda asked for that one. I'm he just kinda he did ask for that one. I've not hung up on him. See, I saw Doc B in person yesterday. Let's see what he's got to say today. Good morning, Doc B. <laughs> he's on the countdown. Hey Doc. Good morning, guys. What's up, dude? Thank you, bro. Morning, morning, Doc B. What's going on, Doc? What's on your mind? Hello. Hey, Doc. Thirty-five days, right? Thirty-five days, Doc. Thirty-five days to baseball. 
How's it going? How's it going? How's it going? The meeting. The uh, meeting went well. Thanks for asking. Yeah, Doc poked his head in on a meeting we were having yesterday on campus, uh, TJ. Meeting went well. Thanks for asking, Doc. Wait, we solved a lot of the He's got access problems. to these meetings, these high-level meetings that you uh, Doc, are involved with? Doc, as far with? as I understand it, have access to every building on campus, yes. <laughs> I did not know that. Doc, great to talk to you. Yeah. All right. See you later, Doc. TJ, let's say you had to move for work. Your wife's work, your work, whatever reason you had to move. I understand you love it here and you love the great state of Oklahoma. But you had to move. Maybe maybe uh, son-related, wife-related, you-related, whatever. What would be the deciding factors in where you would be willing to move to location-wise? The most important things on the list. The most important thing on the list for me was would be if I'm moving, that means job related for one of the two of us. So right. money would be financial. my number one factor. Yeah, financial. Right. Yeah. Okay. Anything else that you'd take into consideration? Um, this is not a trick. Well, yeah, there's a lot of things I would take into consideration. Okay. Well, the the community, the the um. The political views of the state, um, you know, there are certain areas of the country that I wouldn't move to. Cost of living, which goes back to the financial, I guess. Well, like, um, schools, certain areas of the country you wouldn't move to is, is what, like, because like of... California. I wouldn't move to California. Because of? Well, cost of living, um, the psychos that live out there. Um, I mean, there's lots of reasons not to move to California. Okay, let me let me pause yeah. you right there, because this is what I want to talk about right here. I heard the guys in the afternoon talk. They, they hate California. They would never move to California. I happen to love the state of California. I would never live in Los Angeles. I think that's an absolute disaster. But uh, the San Diego area and up and down the beaches, it's it's beautiful. Like the the factors for me would be obviously financial. Proximity to family would be big for me. You yeah, know, how far I mean, am I from mom and dad? How far am I from kids? Things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, weather, yes, weather would be a factor for me. That'd I would factor at my age now. I got no desire to. I don't think I want to go back too far north. I don't think. I don't know. Like Chicago would be intriguing to me, but I don't think I'd want to go like to the northeast. You know, or north of Chicago. I don't. I don't. I don't think that weather-wise, weather would at least be a factor. Um, cost of living, I think, would would factor in there with the whole money situation. That's all kind of wrapped up with me. Like, yeah, you're going to yeah. pay me more, but it's going to cost me more to live there. So I'm going to figure that out in my head. You know, or you're going to pay me less, but cost of living is less. So I can. That's all kind of one bundled thing. I would never, ever, and it would even be on my radar to consider political affiliation, like where I live. Like, who, who gives a rip whether most of the people are this way or that way or anything anywhere? Like, I don't even know. I've lived in different states and different cities. Like, who cares about that? You would really care about that? Like, wouldn't would that even matter about anything? I, I wouldn't com- care about that, like... Yeah, this I would like. State. I would never live in a blue state, or I would I'm never not live saying in a it would keep me from like moving to that state, but it would be a big part of my factor for certain states. Like if, 
uh, California we keep using as the example, yeah, it would probably affect my decision, yeah. I have enough like, trouble and struggles in this town there? sometimes, much less an entire state. <laughs> well, I walked past a sign yesterday for a candidate for an upcoming election in this town yesterday, and the sign yeah. said something like, uh, I don't know exactly, the, this isn't exactly, but it said something like, I'm for everyone or everyone's candidate or I support everyone, something like that. And I said, translation, you're full of bleep. And I kept walking past the sign. That's what I said uh, when I passed that sign. Yeah. Well, you're very politically driven, it sounds like. I used to not you, be. I used to you, not be, but I have become that way. Very politically driven. I might be naive. I just don't think it would matter to me. Like if I, like I've been out to California a lot, not once, but I vacationed there. I didn't live there, not once at any restaurant I ate at, any beach I laid on, anything that I did. Did anything Democratic or Republican happen to me? Right. Someone you know? just said factor for me would be if it was south of I forty. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I've been to Texas. I've been to some red states that bothered that were irritating. I've been to blue states that were irritating. I've been to whatever. I like. I just. I don't. I don't think that would even. I would even know or ask. But I think it's really important for Teddy and Tyler, and it's really important for you, which I just find interesting. I'm not saying you shouldn't be that way. We're all different, and right. a lot of people obviously are. They're very proud of the color of the state they live in. Uh. I say but that politically and stuff like that, but if, if the money was right, I would move to New York if the money was right, I think. If I couldn't work for OU again for any reason, and the Reds or the Padres or the Colts or the Raiders or, the, you know, you name the team, the, another college or whatever, wanted to hire me, there would be a whole lot of things I'd take into consideration before I would ask the person hiring me. What are the general political tendencies of the people who live in your area? <laughs> Look, my thing would be, if I know you're a governor and it's for reasons I don't like, I'm not moving to your state. <laughs> yeah. This person okay. this person on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. How many line, governors do you know? Uh, that's what I'm saying, you know. Uh, oh, if you know the governor. If I know the governor. That's a bad sign. Um, it depends. It depends. Sometimes I'm like, yeah, you go. And sometimes I'm like, look at this moron. I would never live in his state or her state. So this person says, I moved to Oklahoma for the sole reason of how red it was three years ago this month from the Jersey Shore. Yeah, I get that. But, like, Texas is really red, right? Mm -hmm. And there's no state that irritates me more than Texas. And it has nothing to do with political reasons. The traffic The is traffic terrible. would be the a big thing for me arrogant. moving back there, yeah. Yeah, traffic would be a, a factor for me, all kinds of things. Of uh, things. People are declaring on the Air Comfort Solutions text line that you're entering the uh, the transfer portal, and that's what this is all leading to. <laughs> are you leaving us? Is this what this is? Are you headed west? I am headed. I, I Tebow I'm does ready. rhyme with T-Row. Or is this what we're figuring out here? I'm ready to make an announcement. Jeez, here we go. Are you recording? I'm always recording, yeah. I am tomorrow entering the transfer portal and headed south. <laughs> I call my portal the Lander Chevy Tahoe. 
and I will be portaling to, to, okay, to Fort okay. Worth, Texas. You're heading to Fort Worth with your daughter, yes. With my daughter to call an OU basketball game. And I'll get out of my portal, uh, hopefully at Papacitos if we can make it down there in time for dinner. But definitely I will be portaling <laughs> to the Old South Pancake House on Saturday morning. And then I'll call a game and portal home. <laughs> Diners would be a big part of your consideration for where you would accept the job. Well, like not even joking, food, like the food of the area, I would consider way before like political affiliation of the general community. <laughs> I was like, ah, I could get good. You know what? We could eat great seafood there or whatever, you know. Like, uh, anyway, we'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by Extreme Outdoor Equipment, your full-line dealer for bad boy zero-turn mowers, tractors, and implements. With two locations, I-35 at Goldsby, exit 104B, and I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle exit 108.